0: you know this is the godly dating podcast so from a dating perspective you know people you know try to shoot their shot they may get rejected from a business perspective you know i pitch people my business i pitch people my products and you get rejected all the time Uh, but in the same instance you need to understand that their rejection to you does not take away from your self-worth hey you got to understand that if you're providing value that they are missing out on the opportunity to engage with the things you have to offer and if you bring it to what God is telling us about Him and about His love for us, God will never reject you. so that's the only you know confirmation that matters. You don't need anyone else's acceptance because God will never ever reject you. So with that being said, is like have the confidence in yourself that they're missing out on the opportunity to get. The blessing that God has given you and why you're trying to engage with them with whatever you're doing, whether it be a relationship or whether it be a product or service or anything that you're trying to pitch to them or, you know, try to reach out for them for.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Golly Dating 101 podcast. I've just dropped in a few, a little bit of our segment that I had with one of our Patreon members, Daryl, you know, he was dropping gems. I, I didn't put the entire entire clip with him his and i's conversation but if you want to listen to it be sure to check us out on patreon patreon we're well connected with our podcast um supporters youtube supporters social media supporters in general we're trying to get more involvement with them you know and that one was just a blessing you know so i just want to thank daryl for imparting his words of wisdom but i'm not going to delay this any longer i want to dive into today's episode and I have to dive in because I just, you know, got a cleaning and the way my mouth is feeling right now, fam, listen, I'm hoping this isn't a long episode because I don't feel like talking, <laughs> but that's what I get for waiting until the last second. So welcome back to the Godly Dating 101 podcast. It's episode 48. We're almost at 50, quarter of a century. You know, praise God for all that. You know, thank you guys for all the support. Thank you guys for, I already said I'm going to jump in. I ain't jump in yet now, but I just want to thank y'all for the support. I just want to thank you guys for supporting my wife and I, you know, and all that we do. You know, we're just trying to edify the kingdom. We're trying to edify the body of Christ. You know, so I'm praying that this episode, just like the others, would be a blessing. And if, if it probably doesn't register to you, send it to a friend, you know, send it to somebody that you might end up rejecting or send it to someone that you know was rejected. But I want to get into that. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about it. Moving on from rejection, how to handle it, or moving on from someone that turned their back on you. I know this is a sensitive subject for many of you guys. It's a sensitive subject because it's something that literally happens all the time. You know, it's not something that you ever go into it um, planning for, expecting, you know, but it's so easy for us to to get the wrong perception of rejection. Um, I want us to to change our focus. My aim today is to get you to change your mindset in regards to this, because I think it's easy for us to question ourselves. It's easy for us to question God when we're. It's easy for us to get frustrated. You know, when things didn't go according to our plans, but we know that God's ways are always going to be better than ours. And things that we really desire for ourselves sometimes can destroy us. And sometimes God is protecting us from the very thing that we think we need. But God knows when it's just an ungodly desire. He knows when it's just a selfish desire. He knows when to tell you no. And I want us to realize that God is faithful even when he says no. God is still a loving God, even when we don't get what we thought we deserved or even when because because we really got what we deserved, we'd all be on our way to hell. But it's the mercy of God while we have salvation. It's the mercy of God why some relationships didn't work out. So without further ado, you know, I just want to mention a couple of things that if someone doesn't want you, here's what i like for you to understand. Number one, them not desiring a future with you does not mean you have no worth. okay especially if you're a teenager listening to this podcast, because there's a lot of the younger generation that probably wrestle with this. I want you to understand that your worth is not based in your relationship status. And I get it. You're saying Tavares, but everybody else is dating. Everybody else has someone. I'm the only person, You know, I'm 30 and the 16 year olds has someone, or I've been holding on. I've been living a pure life. Why hasn't God given me someone? Why is this person turning away from me? And it's so easy to wrestle with all these things, but That does not mean you lost your worth because someone wasn't able to get you. Like, I want a Lamborghini. I would gladly drive one around, get a speeding ticket once a day in it, but I can't afford it. Sometimes it's just a matter of they're not able to to maintain the blessing that you are. It's so easy for us to question our worth when in reality, God is saying they don't know how to handle you, so I'm protecting you from them. Or maybe you're not in a position to protect that relationship, so God protects you from hurting them you know, because it's not always the other person. Sometimes God is protecting us from things that we really believe that we need so desperately, you know, so ladies don't think that you're only beautiful, you know, if that man is pursuing you where that man is telling you how good looking you are and he's complimenting you and emojis and all that or and fellas don't think that you have value because all the ladies want you because I know what it is to be a man and You get validation from your boys if all the girls want you, if all the girls are sweating you. You know what I mean? But none of that determines your worth. You know, the Bible says in first Peter two, verse nine. But you are a chosen generation, a royal, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So it's so easy for us to say, oh man, that person didn't want me. That means I'm a nobody. When in reality, God has said, God is saying, telling us, I chose you. You are royal in my eyes. Because of his blood, we are holy. We are a peculiar, special person for him. And he called you out of darkness so you could show his praises. So you could give him glory. God is bringing you out of dark situations. And many times we're trying to go right back in it because of the relationships that we're trying to get or because of the person. That rejected us, we're thinking, ah, uh, that means God is rejecting us. No, that's not what that means. That means God is protecting you. You know, so instead of thinking you have no worth, understand that you're special to God. Understand the Bible says that you are bought with a price, meaning you have value, you have worth. It is not based on who wants to be with you, it is not based on what other people think of you. And, you know, maybe it's more women than men that wrestle with this, but I've seen it on both sides of the spectrum, man. Many men, you know, they question themselves because they went after a couple women. They got shut down. But the way I view it, it's a matter of if someone doesn't reject you, then I mean, you run the risk of picking up something that God never had for you. You know, so you have to understand that just because I want Safa and Safa said, yeah, I'm not interested. That doesn't mean I'm less of a man. That just means... That wasn't supposed to be for me because what God has for you is not going to pass you. You're not going to have to force things when God is um, the one orchestrating it. And that doesn't mean relationships don't take work. That doesn't mean once this person is who God has for you, it's always going to be easy. They're automatically going to be attracted to you from day one. I don't believe that's always the case. But you have to understand that it's always God's will over our emotions. We should always want what God has for us rather than what we think we deserve best. Um the second thing I want you to understand is that if someone rejects you, you should not allow that to offend you. Now, this sounds, you know, hypocritical. Like, but they rejected me. You know, it's like a gut punch. You know, sorry, the AC just turned on beside me, so if you hear that, <laughs> but it's so easy for us to get offended, you know, and it's so easy, you know, for many of us to pick up an offense once we get rejected. How dare they play me? Who, who do they think they are? They aren't even all that. She, she's ugly, anyways. Because you know that's every guy's go-to when a woman shuts him down. She's ugly, anyways. <laughs> I don't know why we're so immature, <laughs> but it's so easy to go in and then you now you begin to take things personal. You know, you begin to get offended. You begin to. Allow the enemy to speak to you. And many of you think uh, you think I'm exaggerating, but I'm telling you, it's the way the devil operates. He allows a negative thing to become a seed in your life. And it's up to you whether you, you know, root it out by saying, "Okay, it is what it is and you move forward with your life or he encourages you to water it. He encourages you to dwell on it. So someone rejected you instead of you saying, okay, whatever. Now he has you saying, oh, how dare they insult me? Now he has you questioning yourself. Now he has you thinking, okay, well, because I wore too much clothes, let me be naked on social media. That's how people end up going down a rabbit hole into sin because the devil convincing you, oh, you need to pick up this offense. You need to You need to be offended. You have every right to be this No, they disrespected you. The enemy tries to encourage children of God to get a toxic mindset because because once you have a poison mindset, once you have a, a heart that's bitter, you're going to have a lifestyle that's bitter. So please, we, I'm trying to encourage you. You cannot take everything personal. And it's, so, it's easier said than done. Many may look like, yeah, you're already married. I've been rejected. You know, and I've rejected people because every relationship is not for you. Just because someone is available doesn't mean that that's what God wants for you. We have to learn that when there's a door That does not mean God put the door there for you to walk through it. You know, just because you see an opportunity does not mean it's the will of God. You know, so it's so easy for us to, man, he looks just like what I want. She looks just like what I want. That's God knows what I need. You know, God knows this is what I've been praying for. God knows that X, Y, Z, they got it all popping. God knows this is what I want. So this has to be his will when in reality, no, it doesn't. When in reality, you're forcing something because it meets your expectations. But just because someone met your expectations doesn't mean they met God's standard to be in your life. You know, so I want you to understand, you know, I'm not trying to preach. I'm also not trying to be here long because my mouth hurts right now. (laughs) We cannot walk in bitterness or resentment because someone wasn't interested you cannot allow their lack of interest to cause you to be mad. And it's okay to be angry. The Bible says be angry and sin not. But are you going to dwell on it? Are you going to allow this to poison your heart? Because a lot of people, they don't understand that. A lot of people, they're walking around with bitterness, like thinking th- this is how insecurities are formed. Either insecure, You're either going to be insecure or proud because now you're looking like, oh, everybody wants me. You know, I'm hot stuff. Or you're looking like nobody wants me. I'm nothing. And you've placed your worth in the hands of other people rather than what God thinks about you. And you're 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 idolizing what they think. You know, so we have to understand that bitterness, you know, with them is going to hinder our walk with God. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 15. But if you forgive, if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. I don't know the type of churches you guys go to. But I think most of them, you know, they have a Bible, like a real Bible, not like God is good, grace is sufficient, we all go to heaven. Not one of those type of Bibles, like the, the actual Bible of what Jesus actually said. And Jesus said, if you don't forgive people, I'm not forgiving you. He said, God is not forgiving you. Like, so it's impossible to think someone rejected you. Now you have bitterness in your heart. You're slandering them on social media. You're gossiping about them. You have hatred towards them. It's so easy for us to think we're going to shout and speak in tongues and attend every church service and go to heaven when God said, no, you have unforgiveness in your life. So how am I going to forgive you when you won't forgive someone else? See, when we understand that what grace did for us, it's easier to extend that grace because the Bible says that Jesus came to save. Jesus was rejected by those he came to save. And yet on the cross, he still said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know, so I don't want you guys to walk in bitterness because bitterness sends people to hell. I know hell is not a popular subject for a lot of people, but a lot of people go to hell because of unforgiveness in their hearts. So you cannot allow things to, to, to keep you in bondage. Or when we look at the Psalm, Psalm 66, verse 18, it says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me meaning if you harbor sin in your life god is not listening to your prayers Um, you need to take a water break to process that (laughs) i need you to process what i just said if we keep sin in our hearts if we keep it in our lives and we don't ask god to wash us from it ask god to release the pain of it ask god to take away that whatever that is then god is not listening to our prayers so it doesn't matter if you were in prayer, oh, heavenly father, you're this and that. And or people with the weird prayer saying, daddy, God, you know, daddy, God, you know, father, God, father, God, every six seconds, you know, whatever it is. you know. <laughs> but God has said, I'm not listening to this prayer until you get that sin out your life, till you get that bitterness out your life, till you get that envy out your life. You need to get this stuff out your life. When you're ready to repent, I'm ready to heal you. I'm ready to deliver you, you know, and I think a lot of times people don't know what the scriptures are saying, because they're not spending time with God. You know, I know many of you are listening like, man, so how do I forgive them? You know, they rejected me. They betrayed me. You know, they did this to me. Well, I'm, you know, here to tell you that I have a resource for you. <laughs> Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. We can count on the Upper Room for daily inspiration, community, prayer. You know, and it's the only magazine that's out there that's written by fellow believers just like yourself. Everyone else is, you know, just sharing words that they get from God, sharing things that God has been doing in their life, personal devotion. You could possibly be one of the listeners, readers this month and then, you know, submit in the future. You know, so it's written by people just like you and it's for you. You know, it's not someone making things up. The upper room is here for you every day through your email email have a custom app that you could download or you can get a printed magazine and you can get that sent to your house. So there are various ways for you to get this type of um, spiritual encouragement, get this type of spiritual knowledge into your system. You know, so enjoy a 30 day free trial of their email or their app service by visiting UpperRoom.org slash welcome. It doesn't matter what denomination you are. It's written by various readers. It's all Bible. You know, Upper Room has been has around 80 years of history, over 5 million readers all around the world. And, you know, that's something that I believe will help you, you know, with community and that comfort that you may need in your life. You know, so then again, if you have not checked it out, I want you to check it out today. That's org slash welcome. That's upperroom.org slash welcome and you'll get your first 30 days free. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another aspect that I want you to understand is that if someone rejects you, that was God's divine protection. Yeah, I need y'all to hear me. That was God protecting you. I know you're looking like God. Why would you? Why would you reject me, God? Why, why would you? Why would you tell me in your word that you'll give me the desires of my heart, and the person that was the desire of my heart rejected me. You know, and I want you to understand that. Just because the Bible says God will give you the desires of your heart does not mean God will give you everything that you want. Because I think a lot of people misunderstand that verse. The Bible says, delight yourselves in him. Psalms 37 and 4. When you delight yourself in God, you're getting closer to him. That means your desires are now becoming his desires. You know, so he's molding you into his image. And then if you're if you're asking for something that isn't pleasing to him, He's not going to give it to you to destroy your life. God loves you too much to send you a distraction. He loves you too much to send you someone who doesn't, is is not planning on helping you serve him. You know, why would God, you know, a holy and a righteous God, send you someone who's going to pull you into sin? That's not God's will. The Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So there's a saying that goes that if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. You know, because I know you're interested in them, but God knew what to protect you from, you know, because a lot of people look godly. You know, a lot of people, they appear righteous. They talk King James. You know, they pray ESV. You know, they just sound deep, overly spiritual, always in a suit and tie, sits with a long skirt, you know, long hair. They look holy. You know, they're shouting and X, Y, Z. But God sees if they're actually holy because it's easy for someone to look like they love God. It's easy for someone to say that they love God, but it's another thing when their lifestyle is the one that's proving it. And God knows when to protect you from something that you desperately want because that thing can destroy your life. And I know it's not something that's very, you know, encouraging to say. A lot of people are, you know, they don't want to hear that. But I have to tell you the truth because it's so easy for you to believe that that it's God's will for you to get everything that comes your way. But Jesus The the word of God says in Isaiah 55 and 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God is telling you that, yeah, I know you have your plans. I know you have what you want to do lined up and you already have it. You already know your plans. You got your five-year plan, your 10-year plan. You already know who you're going to be married to. You know how your kids are going to look. You have it all planned out. The wedding is going to look like this. But God is saying, I can see what you don't see. Yeah, they, they looked apart, the but I see that that handsome gentleman would have been abusive. And I see that that beautiful woman was going to lead you out of the church. God sees these things, you know, so we have to understand that rejection. I'm not saying everybody rejects you is automatically a sinner. No, what I'm saying is everyone that rejects you doesn't. It, that's, that does, it simply means that it wasn't God's will. It was God protecting you from something that wasn't his best. Because if God tells you no, then you have to understand that even his no is full of mercy and grace. God is telling you no because he has a better plan for your life. So we don't know why God does or allows certain things, but we must know that if he stopped someone from pursuing you or entertaining you, it was him protecting you. I know it's so easy to see God, you forgot me. But God is saying, no, I didn't forget you. It's because I love you is why I didn't let you get into that relationship. I know of a story where of a, a woman, she was with a guy, you know, seemed like a great guy. Everything was going well, you know, and obviously head over heels. So she's not going to say anything. But apparently God spoke to the pastor, like, you know, just dropped a word in the spirit that he needs to speak to the woman that the man, the man was HIV positive. So I spoke to the woman, addressed, the, addressed it with the man. Turns out that it was true. The man was HIV positive. The wedding didn't go through. Um, but it's a, it's a sad thing, whereas many times, many people will say, my pastor just hating. Or my friends are just trying to block me. They're, you know, they're just jealous. It's so easy for us to think when God is trying to stop us from our own destruction that everyone is hating, that God doesn't want you to be happy. But listen... True joy does not come from temporary fulfill- fulfillment. God sees what we do not see. you know. And many times, some situations aren't as extreme as this HIV positive case, but there are some situations that God is trying to protect you from someone. But if you allow your emotions to guide you rather than the Holy Spirit, you're going to end up in a marriage with someone who may not affect you physically, but spiritually they might, emotionally they might. You never know what can happen. So I want you to understand that. It's God protecting you and you should want God's will more than you want what you want. (laughs) And, you know, those are a couple of things I mentioned regarding that. But I think there are some things that we can do to avoid rejection before it even gets here. Um, Number one, um, because I don't think this is that common with a lot of Christians today and it's not an insult. I really think people get busy and then they forget. But in order to avoid rejection, I think the number one key is to pray first. And I say that because we have to understand it. The book of James says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally, meaning we don't know everything, but God does. So if we ask God to direct our steps, then he will do it. If we ask God what direction to go, he will guide us. We have to understand that we cannot get to our purpose. We cannot get to our destiny without the hand of God directing us. We need God with, um, giving us direction. So many times we get frustrated that our plans didn't work, but were those God's plans or were they yours? And I know you think your plans are great, but God's plans for your life are better. God's plan for your marriage is better. God's plan for your family is better. And I would rather you get God's plans rather than chase what you want, only to find that it cannot fulfill. The Bible tells us in Psalms 37 and 23, the steps of a good man Are ordered by the Lord, and He delighteth in His way, meaning every godly man, every godly woman. Your steps are being ordered by God, but your steps can God cannot guide you into His will if you're you don't have a prayer life, because prayer is communication with God. You're speaking with God, and God is speaking back through um, speaking back to you through the Scriptures, speaking through you to through spiritual leadership, spiritual friends, and sometimes even audibly. I believe God can still speak to someone audibly. You know, Many of you don't believe that, but you can go debate with your pastor. I really don't care. Um, But I know what God is able to do. And I believe that you can avoid being rejected if you pray first, because a lot of times we, we create narratives in our mind without seeking the spirit of God, without speaking the wisdom of God, like, God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to date? Should I even be at this church? Should I even be in the city? God, what degree did you want me to go for? What job should I be applying to? God, was I supposed to get groceries yesterday? It doesn't matter what it is. You know, just seek the will of God for direction because when you follow God's plan, he will orchestrate your steps like how he did with Ruth. She didn't go there anticipating Boaz, but because God ordered her steps to go there, then she was able to meet him. Number two, to avoid rejection. Never assume that someone talking to you often means that they're interested in you. Safa mentions this every time she's on the podcast somehow, you know. but I want you guys to go back and listen to episode 46 regarding defining the relationship. If you haven't done so already, that'll bring a lot of clarity for many of you. But ladies, I want you to understand that you should never assume a man is interested if he's never verbalized it. You know, don't get me wrong. There some men that are verbalize it. And because he's just a, a trash human being, he's still going to play you, you know, but understand that you should be around godly men and godly women anyway. So we shouldn't be worried about who's trying to play who. If someone is living a godly life, they're aiming to, to respect you because they're loving you out of their love for God. So that's not something, you know, that we should be focused on per se regarding um, people in the church. Man, Man, we should never assume that she's interested if she's making it clear that she isn't, you know, interested in speaking, you know, not responding to messages, or it looks like maybe you tried to, you know, start a conversation and she left it dry. Don't get me wrong, some sisters they'll budge after a while. I know a guy who was interested in a woman. And he mentioned she was in a relationship at that time. He said he prayed until, <laughs> until the relationship failed. And this is, this is not a recent thing. He, they're happily married over 20 years now. But he said he prayed until the relationship failed. He prayed that God opened the door for him to marry her. <laughs> and here they are happy 20 years later. You know, So God is able. <laughs> so it goes back to the first point of pray first. But I want you to understand that never force anything. You know, because you can't say she strung you along if you were the one giving her your money and offering her free Chick-fil-A every day. Giving her free Chick-fil-A don't mean she's interested. That means she is hungry. Don't let these girls play you, y'all, because some of these girls is trifling and they are just hungry out here. But (laughs) the last thing I'll say is never idolize the the relationship or the person that you're interested in. Because I believe that, excuse me, many of us, we break our own hearts by creating an idol in our lives. But that isn't wise because people can fail us. We've idolized the idea of this is who I'm going to marry. We've idolized the idea of, oh, this person is um, perfect. They meet everything. So that's what I'm going to get. And we idolize it. So now when they let us down, we're crushed. We can't see God. We can't eat. We can't sleep. Now the world is crumbling. And that should never happen if a relationship fails. But that shows you that the person was an idol all along. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4, 23, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And that's the verse I want to leave you guys with today, whenever you're listening to this, um, because I believe that people, we we think rejection is final. Rejection is not final. Rejection is a redirection into God's will for your life. You didn't get that job. It's okay, because God has better plans for you. You didn't get that relationship you thought you were going to get. It's okay. God has different plans for you. Never feel as though because something didn't happen the way you want it, that God is unable. I'm telling you, God is able to fulfill that which he, he says he's going to do. If God said it, he will perform it. The Bible mentions in Philippians, I believe it's 1 and 6, that God is able to complete what he started in your life. So never feel as though God is forsaking you if someone else has. And whether you feel his rejection from your parents, the psalmist wrote that when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up feel like the church forgot you. The Bible mentions that God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus said that, "Lo, I'm here with you even to the end of the world. So please understand that you are not alone. We've all been rejected before. We all may get rejected later or something. We all may reject someone else. But understand that our goal is not necessarily to get what we want. It's not necessarily to be quote unquote happy. Our goal is to be holy. Our goal is to be in the will of God. Our goal is to please him, be close to him and to know him. So, guys, I appreciate you tuning in. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love if you leave five stars. I see how many people listen on Apple Podcasts, but no one leaves a review. At least it's disproportionate. (laughs) You know, so please, guys, do that. Um, Consider supporting the ministry via Patreon. Um, We're going to have to do a lot more things for you guys, you know, but I appreciate all those that have been joining us on the Patreon fam. We've been catching up, doing some zoom one-on-ones with some of the people, you know, but I appreciate you guys. Share this with a friend as always, man. We'll be seeing you next Thursday and we love y'all. Peace.